Hey guys, welcome back to the Hey Miss podcast. This is Dee Dee and Mary and Eden again for part two of our Q&A. Ask us anything types. Mm. So to continue on, I have a special thing that I, I didn't give these guys very much information. I was just like, hey, here's a random statement, which is like New South Wales have this new system. So I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> Parents to be able to escalate complaints about teachers and schools to a new support team. So this is only coming in New South Wales, but I just thought, what do we think about it? Parents will be able to escalate concerns about their child's teacher or the school to a new support team as part of planned government reforms in New South Wales to better involve them with their children's schooling. So the Premier will make the announcement in speech on Wednesday, so we made the announcement, which is also using disparate plans to create better paid jobs but only for high-performing teachers, which is another whole issue in itself. So it's called a parent advocacy team will be an independent group within the education department designed to provide an alternative avenue to help parents and students resolve issues at schools. And so the quote that the guy said, throughout a child's schooling life, naturally issues will arise and parents will have concerns. It might be with a teacher, it might be bullying by peers, it could be, this is my favorite one, something your child is learning in the classroom. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like right-wing bullshit to me. But anyway, yeah. it's not the question. I'm not up to the question part yet. In the first instance, we want those concerns to be resolved directly between parents, principals, and teachers. But sometimes that can't happen. So also, part of the announcement was the government will send parents a copy of the curriculum at the start of each year. The research shows when parents are engaged, educational outcomes improve across every age group, he said. Um, and also, they published a new paper that they're doing these sweeping reforms about what means to be a highly, like a high-performing teacher, and that you could be paid one hundred and thirty thousand dollars or more in a bid to retain your top educators, which is a lot more than you would get at the moment as a top tier, like the top step. Even if you are, well, I don't know if it's called the same in New South Wales, but like a halt educator, like highly accomplished lead teacher mm. it's a lot more than that because mm. um, that's only like five thousand dollars more or something from the top step yeah um so the paper found that top new south Wales teachers currently had limited options to progress their careers and were left with no choice but to abandon classroom jobs to secure pay rises uh keeping highly effective teachers in the classroom is the single biggest factor in improving student outcomes um no teacher will lose pay under the reforms but the best teachers would go forwards and i quote further and faster and then the Premier said, it doesn't make sense. I don't want teachers leaving the profession because they have been faced with the choice of stagnating in their career. I'm assuming he means in pay or moving to management. So the salaries for New South Wales teachers are pretty much exactly the same as us. They start at 73700 which is 20000 more dollars than when I first started teaching in my first year. I don't know if it's around about the same as South Australia. And you get a maximum of, maximum of 117 if you're accredited as highly accomplished or lead teacher. Um, which I think is pretty much the same. Um, and then it jumps to 126000 if you take on more responsibilities, like a leadership position or if you become an assistant principal. Only fewer than 200 teachers have been accredited as a HALT teacher. Um, and only 50, 50 of them still work as classroom teachers. So even if they became, I, I think those stats would be New South Wales. But it doesn't actually say New South Wales program in New South um, doesn't say the whole program just in New South Wales. It just says fewer than 200 teachers. So I don't know if they need in New South Wales or if they've been in the program altogether because we have the same program here. Um, so my question is kind of twofold. What do you think about this new way to complain about your... Because it's interesting. It says not complain about your school. Like if I have an issue with the whole school, then who do I go to? Mm. It's other students, as in bullying from peers, also the teachers, also the leadership of the school, and then the school as a whole you can complain to this group about, but they give no information on how that would work. And then also this whole, if you, we're going to give you more money if you're a top performing teacher, but again. How do they judge that? Yeah, so let's let's go with the top performing teacher thing maybe first. Okay, well, um, how do they judge? How do they judge that? Yeah. Because say for example, if it's based on student results, yeah, that can be false because and also the makeup, yeah, on your school. and that's mm. the thing is like you know I just so happened in the first semester to have an A plus RP student because she was 
freaking amazing. And not that really didn't have anything to do with me. Like I gave her guidance, but really she was just amazing. Mm. Like, but that doesn't always happen. It just mm. it was I've luck of the draw. My whole, like my whole fourteen years of teaching, two A plus students for English who mm. got completely full marks, who mm. got merits too, and mm. I had them both in the same year. Mm. I've had kids mm. get A's, mm. yeah, but not necessarily A pluses because A plus is like exceptional. That's yeah. why you go and meet the yeah. The, whoever the hell you meet the governor or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah if it's done by grades then if you work at a disadvantaged school you're disadvantaged in that yeah in that mm-hmm. um like you know checklist like you're not going to get that mm. and then if it's like if i'm a whole thing one the the route to become a highly accomplished lead teacher is so convoluted it's such a dumb assessment yeah. i don't know if you've ever if you've looked at it no mm-hmm. so you know when you become fully registered now you have to do that whole yeah. like crazy thing it's basically the same thing again but you have to because i was like oh if you want to be a lead teacher you have to be in leadership basically that's basically so the person who came out they the school that i'm at now kind of like paid someone to come out and talk to us about it and they did like a Zoom meeting with people who had said, yeah, I'm interested. And this person was like, basically, because I said, I don't know whether to do highly accomplished or lead because I have had leadership in the past. And they're like, if you don't, because it has to be within a certain amount of time as well. Like right, if I did leadership in 2012, like I can't talk about it for my application. It has to be within five years or something. Mm-hmm. And so if you are trying to talk about a leadership initiative that you put together, how can you really do that if you're not in leadership yeah and you have to be able to directly link it to all of those outcomes that are in the accreditation for teachers so you have to have covered like all of those points again and we know how many of them there are and um you have to cover all of them with that lead thing and you have to have like communicate you can't be like here's the thing i created and here's my proof it has to be like you have to get communication from say your boss above you who also says oh this is a really good idea and then you have to get stuff from parents saying how well it worked and all this kind of stuff it is a nightmare even highly accomplished it was so so many people i think about eight of us were going to do the ha one and i think there's only one person still doing it like all of us were like teaching full-time i say also doing uni which a lot of other teachers are also doing online it's too much yeah and it takes so long yeah i was like this is too much i gotta do my like go to full registration because mine yeah like runs out basically it's set up like, almost I exactly it the same mm. it's set up almost exactly the same it's a lot <laughs> gross <laughs> so if you have to be to be this top performing teacher is it going to replace the hl the whole program is it going mm. to be how do how do they assess that yeah, is it going I'm to be so like judged. from other people do i have to provide you proof <laughs> like here's my Please feedback do my from survey. my, my um, yeah, and i just true. feel like there's there's so much you could like you know you you want to think people have integrity and this and that but there's so much you could do to yeah and that's the thing is like we know for a fact that like certain teachers at certain schools will like overdraft to mm-hmm. get to get really good results say one draft it just like we know that that happens that what you know what oh yeah, sorry I got... sorry are you brand new know. to the world <laughs> sorry did i Oh, you mean we yes, is that my me. is that my hanger speaking? <laughs> yes, we don't. We have a one draft policy, but uh, we'll find a way around it, or we'll just completely mm. break it. Like, mm. Mm. Yeah. and that's the thing. It's like it's not really necessarily indicative of a, of good teaching. Yeah, and then like if you're a top performing teacher and you get this like extra money, you know, we were talking about what are the characteristics of a good teacher before, so you could potentially maybe get these grades or hope they're going to figure mm. it out and actually be pretty shit mm. at your job. Yeah. But you've, you can bullshit. We yeah. all know people who have got leadership jobs who shouldn't mm. have them potentially, but they talk yeah. a good game or they interview yeah. really well. Yeah, definitely. And they get into the position and then you're like, oh, actually, well then. <laughs> we don't we don't enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. there's people, and I'm not just talking about teaching. That's like in every job you yeah. get a leadership mm. position. You're like, yeah. how how did you get this? <laughs> Please explain. But then would it be the same? And then you know they're getting. Mm. So if I'm getting hundred thirty thousand dollars a year. Even if I'm not actually so much money, right? I'm not actually that good at my job potentially, but I'm never going to leave now because mm. where am I going to get this same amount of money no. from? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's weird. 
That's interesting. And it's a big jump from the whole program. It's like 117, yeah. it's 130. Yeah. Like, what are the criteria? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you get not like do you get nominated? Do you nominate yourself? Yeah. yeah. They definitely what need, you to need to do? explain it further. I'm sure yeah. they I'm sure they will, but I just thought it was an interesting. That's yeah. an interesting idea. Because yeah. they keep talking about interesting it. is one word. <laughs> yeah. Idea is another. The South Australian <laughs> Premier, maybe the Premier, the Education Minister, whoever. I've heard them talk about it in here as well, but they talked about how can we retain top teachers in the profession, mm. which is a, like a whole advice discussion episode all by itself, but. Mm-hmm. They've talked about how do we do it, not like, oh, we're going to pay them more, which would be great, don't get me wrong, but mm. like, I think there's more to it than I was just going to say, I'm like, mm. there's, there are bigger issues which, at play here. And we talk about it every time Burnout. we have like a new enterprise agreement, every yeah. time the union goes into bat to get that new enterprise agreement, mm. less students in the classroom, yeah. reduced meeting time, reduced teaching load, like, and mm. people keep going, oh my God, teachers are so lazy. That's how you obtain your top teachers. Yeah. Not necessarily. Mm. Extra money's great. Yeah. yeah. But I like I don't think anyone keeps teaching nice for 20, 30, 40, 50 years to do for it. the cash. Yeah, have like yeah. The mental stability. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's that, that like? like? <laughs> what is that? Um, so and then that, the second part. And of then that. the second part. So like, what do you think about this? You can escalate. I have very rarely mm. heard of. I mean, we've seen things in the newspaper where like there have been issues with schools and stuff, and then yeah. like, you know. So there's obviously always extreme cases where the leadership of the school have not dealt with something correctly and people have gone to the media or like where do I go mm. after that yeah I think that if you if the school and I'm not talking like the parents being unreasonable hmm. if there's mm. an actual thing then yes there needs to be somewhere else to go like yeah. isn't that what the education department is yeah for mm. yeah and I feel like it would also depend on the issue like yeah. something small as in like you know there's just something like maybe a misunderstanding or something or they've got a complaint about a teacher I'm like do you need this other like third party and then it does it become a witch hunt like and if that, you yeah. decided I I'm just imagining like a call center and like yeah. people with little headsets like who are you complaining about today like that's making what, notes like that's kind of yeah. what it sounds like so like, then every parent who's ever complained about a teacher for some bullshit reason can skip potentially all of these steps and jump to sing like it's and, a worry and then like the, the person on the phone or however they're going to do it might be yeah. like well you actually need to go back but they're still wasting that bullshit time mm, yeah like this is why we have a process so there's yeah. a due process yeah like you know this is why like people go to the union and be like i've been unfairly dismissed like they haven't followed mm. this process like yeah. especially like they can complain about students yeah that's, that's weird and that's the thing is like so like yes we do spend a lot of time with the students but it's not like we are aware of what happens like on their phones and you know Mm, outside of school and all that sort of stuff so like if there's like bullying and things like that that are happening we're not always privy to it if it's physical if if it's there Mm. or if they don't yeah or if they tell us then we know but if otherwise so much of it is covert so much of it happens online and mm. you know, like, and we've heard stories of like, oh, meet me in the bathrooms and blah, 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 I'm gonna bash you. And like, and mm. we've, we've heard that and we've talked about that in the school fights episode. Yeah. Like, what are we supposed to do? Mm. Just yeah. uh, just constantly be on like in the alert? Yeah. <laughs> There's a yacht in the bathrooms from now on. I feel like it's so weird though, you like, your natural instinct to be like, oh, I'm just gonna go tell this random group and complain about a teacher rather than actually just have a conversation like would yeah. you not want to try and repair that, that? Or, i yeah. want to speak to the but, manager yeah but this is what i mean i feel like there's so much entitlement at the yeah. moment in yeah. terms of like i want to speak to your manager like i have been slightly offended in some way and there's this like i want to dealt with now i need to dealt with the second and like mm. nothing is good enough like except for like i had a parent demand that i'd be disciplined over like the smallest Sorry, thing, yeah, like yeah. put in detention. Or? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that I'd be disciplined, and leadership were like, "Well, she hasn't done anything wrong, right?" So like, it it got sorted and like, you know, restored as much as can be possible after someone's like, "I want her discipline," like you know, <laughs> because I'm a because I'm a professional, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to hold that against the kid or you or whatever. All mm. oh, good, and like, parents can advocate for their students as much as they want. And I res- I respect that, don't get me wrong, because this parent legitimate was like, "You are." you know, whatever their reason was to think that I was being an asshole or whatever, that everyone was like, you know, she's not. Um, but you know, whatever, advocate for your kid, that's cool. But that's mm-hmm. what the process is for. And so like that was mm-hmm. dealt with in the school. But if this parent had been like, 
No, I'm escalating it. I'm escalating it. Then, like, no matter, even if the person in the advocacy group was like, well, actually, it can be dealt with, it's still, like, it's, it just seems ridiculous. This also yeah, seems to work counter to the other yeah. to the other thing because How do we this is adding teachers? stress yeah. to teachers. Mm. Why why are we outsourcing something that should be dealt with yeah. in-house? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. How are we keeping top teachers? Because then you could be one of those top teachers, legitimately be one, and then a parent decides they don't like you because you didn't give their precious daughter, son, an A. Mm. And they think they deserve one. And then your reputation as said top teacher can be completely maligned whether mm. or not it's justifiable or not mm. because they've decided to escalate complain about you. Yeah. It seems... I'm going to get you fired. It seems yeah. like one of those Karen videos that keep popping yeah. up on social media. Do That's you know what, what it made me think I'm going to get you fired today. Mm. Someone's going to lose their job. I watched one this morning mm. and I was like, these people are <laughs> And the other part was... Oh, any other curriculum. The curriculum. Mm. Curriculum is full of like pedagogical gobbledygook. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. And parents gonna be like, what? The you want does this mean? So then, does that mean that we have to rephrase that for giving us extra work? Again, counterintuitive to this whole how do we retain top teachers mm. by then having to basically say translate into layman's terms a curriculum for parents to understand? Because mm. you know we kind of kind of do that. Mm. really like when you give like a subject outline say for kids to pick we're going to do say for English a film study a novel study but is that not enough Mm. yeah and that's the thing is like the parents more often than not like through whatever program like day map sector whatever Mm. it is they have access to the task sheets they have access to the resources Mm. to the things that we or you could just ask your children what they're doing at Mm. school that's a weird concept use your diary or whatever (laughs) but also I feel like you know what if there's something gets changed i know it feels really rigid like if you're ha- yeah because i'm like yeah, yeah we were talking about flexibility something. before like there's we've had to change assignments for covid yeah, yeah. yeah like what if you know you give them the curriculum in january and you get to july you and you got to change something what they're like, gonna be like said? no yeah exactly but then also they'll look at that and i feel like the problem that would come about with that is oh but you're not teaching xyz why are you not teaching those things this is hilarious because we literally had this conversation in the staff room of the school where i'm at like over like maybe it was week nine or something because a teacher sent home an email saying like your child has failed so and so and the parents sent back so what teach them something useful like i can't remember like Mm. the taxation system or something (laughs) Mm. and the, the teacher was like this is the curriculum that the australian government gives us yeah because it was a kid in middle school i think but like i have to teach them about this topic and mm. just because you think it's worthless so if a parent who doesn't give a crap about say english is like well i don't give a shit that they haven't read this book mm. why why that mm. book why not this book why are mm. they reading a book nobody reads books anymore like are they then going to have more issues because they're like well i don't see the value in what mm-hmm. yeah. you're teaching yeah because so many people are like oh do a film study why do they why do you look at media why mm. do they have to do this independent you know source analysis or whatever like i had that last year with my, very, me in my, real life. my very first parent teacher interview i had someone that because we were year 10 like history teaching about like world war ii and hitler mm-hmm. and they were like why why are you going through all of that why are you not talking about like first nations people in australia and like you also, know, a valid what, question should be in the curriculum. Let's move on. Yeah, I know. And I said to her, I was like, I agree with you, but I was like, unfortunately, this, this is, is the curriculum, and I can't, yeah. like, I have to teach the topic. But yeah. I said, I definitely agree with you, but I just can't do it. I'm not in charge. Like, yeah. We are not individually in charge. Right. I think people, lots of people don't know that. Like, yeah. oh, but it's your classroom. I was like, yeah, but yeah, I have to hit all these markets. Australian curriculum. Yeah, like, we don't get a choice. We are we part of that Australia. Especially <laughs> with stuff like humanities, where it's like, you need to cover World War II. Where mm-hmm. it's just like, you need to be able to analyse an independent mm-hmm. thing. You need to do yeah. different types there's of texts. More, you can, like, yeah, there's a bit more freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. yeah, you can't in, yeah. You can't in humanities. I yeah. love it when they're like, how would this help me in my day? I had a kid be like, how is analysing an essay going to help me in my day to life? Well, do you know what if, when you go to uni... Mm. If you say if you go to uni to further study, you're gonna to need to analyze things by yourself. Mm. This is just a specific text type that you mm. and also it's English, like you need to people need to read. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the best way to build your vocabulary? Read a book. Mm-hmm. Dude, like just I, read. What are you gonna do? Read 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 <laughs> Don't just right click synonyms. Yeah. Like actually Ugh. build build your build your <laughs> vocabulary. Also, it's a weird concept. It's, oh yeah, I think the curriculum thing sounds like a cool idea, but also sounds like a lot more work for us. And mm-hmm. also, uh, like, not sure how it will work. Yeah. Okay, so this one got asked to me by someone in the staff room. Uh, how do I reward students for doing? They didn't really specify. How do I reward students without using lollies, etc.? Like without using a bribe? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> it a good question. When you figure it out, let me know. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, but there's levels. So, like, yeah. you can have, there's the reward of, like, praise. Yes. Like, a lot of students. Who's a good boy? Yeah, but a lot of students and pets. Except for that cat Except over there, doesn't give a shit whether people. I like him or not. Um, they they like praise well, because and it, there's a release and there's a release thing. of dopamine when your reward center goes off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I read this in a research project outcome. So okay, there you go, kid. There you go. Um, technical language. Um, so you know that's the low level stuff that you do quite regularly. Like, oh, you did this really well. You know, I I thought that this was a really clever idea. You know, this was written in a really but sophisticated way. some people that's way. all they want. Sometimes that is enough. Do you know it reminds me of this is really weird random uh, like kind of like segue, but I swear it's relevant. Like you know the the five love languages. Yeah. Like how do people give and receive love? It's kind of like people have words of affirmation or giving and receiving gifts. Like mm-hmm. you all give and receive love in different ways or whatever but it's also like we all are intrinsically i guess that's one of the things isn't it like intrinsically motivated by different things yeah Mm. so when people go oh my god that was really good i get really embarrassed and awkward about that Mm. um but just seeing the a grade i'm like yeah Mm. that Mm. makes me feel good but if you go oh my god that was such a good idea i'm gonna be like shut up you do yeah i like I'm really bad with compliments. Yeah. yeah, I'm really bad with any like praise. But so, a lot of students like that. Yes, mm. absolutely. They're like, oh my god, that, like there's a kid in my year ten class who, if you tell him that he's doing a good job, he just like, oh my god, that was really clever. Mm. Lights up. That's all. That's all he needs. Mm. I'll be like, I, I can't remember this kid who really struggled. He was getting, he was failing, and then he passed an assignment because he put in a shit ton of work in English. is hard for him. And I was like, man, I'm really proud of you. Good for you. And that was all I said. It was just like, as like like walked mm. past him I'm like really proud of you man he's like I passed I passed he was so excited I'm like yeah really proud of you and he mm. was just like be me like, that was all he needed yeah mm. where other kids are like I, yeah. I don't give a shit whether you give mm. me praise or not I don't care yeah. yeah and some kids are like well I get I get $50 for every A oh, oh yeah, like, mm. yeah. okay and so it's like, but that's the same thing as it brought yeah. me like oh I work really hard but yeah. because I'm gonna get yeah well that's what else. I was kind of gonna say like about the lollies and stuff it's almost like an like it's an expectation like whenever mm. even just doing like a quiz or something yeah, what do class, I get? oh so do i get a prize i'm like the satisfaction of knowing you won and they're like but like do i do i get something i'm yeah, like what, why what is there always <laughs> yeah i'm like why is there always this like you need to get, get something, something? Like, like yeah if i win i, I need to have something to show for it whereas yeah. every now and then i'll surprise my kids and buy lollipops and they'll just yeah, be like what for and i'm like just because I've done that before. I, I, try, I try not <laughs> Just to. keep being you. And they're like, oh. I think I'm like, like ah. with middle school oh. classes, I always have like a bag of chop chops in my desk. And if I do a revision quiz, but it will be only the first three people. So it's like mm. three chop chops and I buy a thing. Mm. But I might only do it once a semester. But then with my senior school kids, randomly, I would just randomly bring them in a lollipop. What's this for? You know, like, oh, mm. you know, it's halfway through the time. I thought you might so like So we've been told oh. that we're not really meant to be doing like lollies or anything like that because of COVID and then mm-hmm. they're also like oh with allergies and stuff we need to be careful I mean that's all true so as well. which mm-hmm. yeah so that's why it's like really tricky but yeah I don't know mm. I think the one of the hardest things when people when parents are like how do I get my kid to want to do well and like without bribing them with 50 bucks for an eight they have to have intrinsic motivation mm. so how do you reward a kid without giving them lollies if they don't have intrinsic motivation to you mm. already because that's the thing is heaps of them are like i don't care about my future i don't care I'm like I, I they don't see that far ahead and they yeah. and why would they but i care it's like that yeah it's like <laughs> i care about you i know you don't get it it's like that short term they they can only see like what's directly in front of them not like 10 years from now which mm. i remember being almost the same but i already had that um if i got an a my mom would be happy, I would be happy. So mm. I was like motivated by wanting mm. to make my parents proud of me and wanting to get out of my disadvantaged school, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm. This links into the next one, which is about school refusal, right? So I saw this in the newspaper, in the advertiser, so I came up with this question. This was a me question. So there's truancy, right? I'm not going to school because I hate school, I hate everybody, blah, blah, blah. There's this new thing that they're calling called school refusal. But it's not, so you are truanting, right? So you're not going to school. Mm. But it's not because, and I I don't know how I feel about it, so I'm trying to phrase the question without giving away what I think. (laughs) So it's not about not going to school because fuck school, I hate school. 
It's about not going to school because they feel super anxious about going to school. Um, you know, maybe they've been bullied in the past or they don't feel like a, a lot of the kids will like um, have some kind of learning need in some way, not necessarily like major. And they're calling it school refusal. So it's not really about truanting just because I don't care about school, I don't care about my future, but about this idea of I can't face the idea of going into school. And apparently there's more and more parents who are, say when the school calls up to track, hey, where's your kid? Um, it's like they're saying, oh, they're refusing to come in. And then when they try and say, um, follow that up about why, it's like, it's not that, oh, well, fuck you away, it's gone. Mm. So they're calling it school refusal rather than truancy. Mm. Yeah. Which is, and apparently it's like becoming that. more, probably, yeah, me too, mm. I have them too. Um, and when the kid finally comes to school, you're like, oh my God, it's so nice to see you. And it's not that, and not necessarily that they're getting bullied or whatever, they literally just can't face the idea of coming to school. Yeah. Like, what are you, thoughts, feelings? Mm. Interesting. It's still a form of truancy. I was going to say, but like, how do we combat that? Like, it's one thing if they're, you know, in year 11 or 17 and they can go off and, yeah. you know, work. Mm. But if they can't even, but if they can't face school, can they? Can like, they work? Or is it just school? Yeah, it's, um, I thought it was, it was a really interesting I feel like there's so article. much, there were like, there are bigger issues at play. Yeah. Like, if, really there's, if there's mental health, if there's anxiety, if there, that needs dealing with. Yeah, that's what, like, that's tricky because it's like, I have a few kids like that that they're like oh I'm anxious but I remember there was a kid at previous school who he was like I'm so anxious but then he would come to school and he'd be anxious because he was so far behind so he's literally just like yeah. stuck in this loop yeah so I found the thing that I was talking about so it's called like what is school refusal right so it says this is the this is the definition school refusal is different to wagging because it stems from a student's anxiety so that's specifically teens because it's mostly teens obviously if you're mm. a little kid you go they might be worried about their school work their school work interacting with other kids dealing with teachers playing sports or being away from their family okay. and then um so there's like um, you know how do you get a teenager to go to school with that you can't physically pick them up and put them in the car because you know, I'm taller than my mom. Like, what was she going to do, you know? Mm. Um, and then it's like trying to talk to them about, like, how can you help and stuff. And then it's like talking to the child's teacher. Um, what are the attendance policies? Cooperate with the school, like, transitioning back. So it's like some of the things they say, and it's just really interesting. If you try chatting to your teenager and the school, and school refusal is still an issue, they talk about things like you can see that's gradually transitioning back into full time. So there's a couple of kids at school who only come in one or two days a week and they're supposed to do online learning the rest. Make an appointment with the GP. Obviously, you would think that would be a thing. Alternative schooling options. Mm, that's the thing. Mm. So because we've got quite a few in that boat mm. and with some of them, they're they're doing like um, like alternative pathways. You know, they're doing mm. some some at like you know adult education centers some at school finishing course here finishing course there getting their like six credits elsewhere mm-hmm. but like one what like one student in all of semester one i saw one single day mm-hmm. and then yeah. it ended up being to the point where like she had been lying to dad saying that she was keeping on top of all of the oh, work right. and hadn't actually been doing any of the work and so then i like I was supposed to communicate home to dad, not her, because it would make her anxious. But then he didn't understand the assignments or what was happening anyway, so it just didn't yeah. work. Mm. Um, so she ended up leaving the school, and I, I don't know what's happened now. Like, I think initially she had wanted to go to a different school where all her friends were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was initially part of the issue. But then I think there's more to that than, than that. I know that mm-hmm. anxiety is the prevalence, psychologists make, prevalence of anxiety and depression are going up yeah. like every year and yeah. have mm-hmm. like, we've talked about it during COVID, like have spiked during COVID and stuff. Yeah. This has been an issue before that, but I think this situation of the pandemic has brought it to the forefront because people mm-hmm. are being like more open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for like go to TAFE and do like adult reentry and stuff. I'm like, if you're that anxious that you're refusing to go to school, when you say transition out of school, however you finish, if you finish, what happens to you in your day to day life yeah. when you have to mm. go to work and, and that, you yes. face that same issue? You don't have the emotional resilience to deal with it. And I'm not saying they have to come to school like getting no. them through finishing their schooling. I just, mm. I, you know how there's, there's sometimes there's a kid you're like, what are they going to be like out in the real world? Like, how mm. are they going to survive? 
because if, yeah. I go to my, if I go to my job, whether I'm anxious or not anxious, they might be understanding for a bit eventually, but eventually they're going to be like, you can't work here anymore. You can't mm. do your job at home. Like, mm. yeah. And I just, I just wonder about mm, how much is too much. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say because I've got a kid like that. In She's in year 10 and it's just like... Never there. Never there. And like I've barely seen her and she's kind of doing stuff at home. Yeah. But then like I got an email like the other day from the parents saying like, oh, she said she submitted it. And I was like, well, she submitted the first task like back in like you know august <laughs> um but there's another one that hasn't been done like can you get her to resubmit it because i'm like if she hasn't finished it like fine i'll adjust the grade but i was like if she can at least present something like you know uh, yeah and that's the other thing isn't it like surely if it's that the anxiety is that severe that you can't face the idea of coming to school then you know if they're getting professional support mm. great Mm, yeah. and like obviously that can be dealt with and that should continue like I still mm. see someone for support now like, you know I'm an, an adult mm. an old adult and then but like especially if parents are not doing like, like what are you doing like you can't complain about school if you're not doing anything to help yeah so I think it's a really interesting yeah. conundrum it is I just it's so much bigger than just mm. like school refusal it's, there's so much to it there's like mental health there's you know and the, and the parent has, enabling there's yeah so oh, the much. parent enabling thing is absolutely it's it's, it's complex it's really it's almost really complex. like re, it's like almost cementing their anxiety yeah mm, yeah definitely yeah um and the other interesting thing is say like during middle school and stuff you go up at your level no matter what which is another topic but the gaps in knowledge about. but then you get to your 11 and 12 and suddenly guess what Mm, don't know that's it you don't know how to do stuff because you haven't been there and you're in year 11 and you're like oh shit you know know, there's Mm. certain subjects where you can kind of faff about but there are others like that are foundational Mm. and you know you're building blocks each year and it's just kind of like if you don't know how to write an essay because you've never written one because you're never at school and you've just never done it and you get to year 11 guess what Mm. it's going to be a bad time I don't have time to teach you to write one I've got that issue with kid for German at the moment he hasn't been at school literally the whole year and he's like I mean he's in year seven so it's like it's maybe not the be all and end all like obviously it's not safe but in saying that obviously learning a language we build on from the previous year so and I you know if he's missed the whole like of year seven it's a very foundational year mm. and in when they get to year eight there's certain things that we're like you've done this last year you're expected to know that yeah but like, we might quickly go over it but not as in depth as no so i was like surely is the worst. Yeah. okay nice nice question yeah this was in reddit what <laughs> present should i get my child's teacher now i know this happens a lot in primary school like at the end of the year like mm primary school teachers be like here's my haul for this year mm. so i but i can't talk as a primary school thing but i'm like sometimes like i get presents from kids but where they come from the kids in high school because they have their own jobs yeah yeah but just in general what presents as a teacher would you like to get pens are good any stationery. i was gonna say something practical yeah like, i do love stationery do you know how many mugs i have that i've had to give away because i keep I getting mugs yeah i keep getting mugs when i love I- them but like then you just there's only so much space as I'm starting to like uh, transition like my stuff home from my current school because I'm not going to be there next year Mm. um, I'm like I have a lot of coffee mugs in the cupboard like in the staff office Mm -hmm. I'm like Mm-hmm. I'm sure I can just take one to my new school but I was like I have three coffee mugs I don't drink that much coffee at school Mm. why do I have three I'm like mm. one of them I took in because it won't fit in my, co- in my mm. cabinet <laughs> <laughs> so yeah maybe not a mug unless they don't have one I don't know maybe it's hard to mm. tell but um, I'm going to say like for me personally I hate being given chocolate all the time mm. like well that's just because I don't really eat, eat a whole bunch of chocolate yeah mm. it's a safe gift mm. I guess not like, for me not <laughs> no, always because of my allergy yeah um, I for me, more than like a gift, like a, a purchased gift, a note. I love those. I keep all or a card. I was gonna say I actually had. This is like the first kind of thing I've received because I haven't really, as a new teacher, I haven't really gotten any stuff. But I was taking a relief for my year six class who I had in semester one. So in semester two, they had a different teacher take yep. over for German, and so like the kids were like so excited when they saw me coming for the relief, which was super cute. But anyway. Um, then there was like these three girls, they ended up coloring in this page and they gave it to me at the end and it was like best teacher ever. Oh, but they'd written like German teacher, so it was like best German teacher ever. <laughs> and I was like, oh 
is this for like your your teacher? Like you want me to pass it on? And they're like, no, it's for you. Like we'll give her oh, one as well. And I was like, do it. So it's like pinned up at work because I was like, that's so cute. That's like, I mean. like you've seen my pin board when we work together. Like I yeah. have like notes and little post-its and stuff that kids mm. have left for me. And sometimes like I'll move them out as more like new one comes in, but I still have them all. Like I keep mm. them. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're having a shit day and a parent complained about you and escalated it in the new system or whatever, you're like, I need to like be reminded that I'm actually good at my job. So yeah. I, I enjoy those yeah. same notes. I keep yeah. them. And that's why I pinned it up because it's like there and I was like, yeah, I am actually doing a good yeah. job even <laughs> though in my brain teacher. I'm like, oh, I'm failing. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy those. Yeah. But if you really have to, if you really have to buy a present, Stationery is always good, I mm. think. Because, yeah. like, no matter how many pens I buy, but the end year, I'm like, where are my oh, pens at? I use them all pens. the time, so yeah. it's something practical. But I keep lending them out. I'm like, yeah, give me my pen back in the end of the lesson. Doesn't give a pen back. No, <laughs> and then I go to use a pen, I'm like, I it. So, stationery is always good. Yeah. Um, if you, I, it's a, some schools are a bit iffy, but I've had like year 12 spiny bottles of wine, and I'm like, don't give it to me at school. Because it's a bit dodgy, especially if they're only 18, but not everyone's 18. So sometimes mm. they give me that, like, their graduation dinner or something. Mm. You know, like, it depends on, like, kind of... I'm always like, oh, don't give me that at school, it's really bad. Kids have given me Diet Coke before because they know I like Diet Coke. Once they made me... I don't know if you were there for that, Mary, but they made me a pyramid of Diet yeah, Coke. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> which was, like, just cans they take, and they bought a 30-pack of Coke. What is that, like, 30 bucks? Which is so cute. And they made this, like, little pyramid and wrapped it up in a boat and immediately fell apart in my car. I had, like, 30 cans of Diet Coke, like, rolling around my car. to find them. <laughs> and then I didn't find them all. I had exploded on a 30-degree Came back up to be at the shop, so I was like... But like this personalized stuff is really cute. Like, yeah. especially if like a senior kid. I remember one group of kids bought me like makeup or something because I yeah. I talked to them about makeup because I was super into it and they bought me like some makeup palette they thought I would like. It's not something mm. if a kid was like, "What should I buy you?" I'd be like, "Buy me makeup." Yeah, mm. but it was so sweet because they thought about it. Yeah, mm. shows so they've actually listened. To mm. Yeah, but personalized <laughs> notes are like always the best. Yeah. 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 So um, okay, this was a controversial one. This was on Reddit as well. Actually, and there were some teachers talking about it in the staff room. Being a male teacher is more difficult than being a female teacher. Agree or disagree? They were talking about it in the staff room. Um, <laughs> this can go one of two ways. So in terms of like having a presence, mm. I think it's much easier to be a male teacher because mm. you just have like the height and the presence. I was going to say mm. nearly all like, the male teachers. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and that's the thing is being like a five foot something female does not have the same presence as like six a six foot, foot male mm. who also can, voice. who's like, yeah. And the voice, the booming voice, it makes mm. a difference. Yeah. And so I feel like that gives, gives males an advantage. Um, I actually was thinking the same thing about being a male teacher. Like you have the presence, you have the big booming voice. Mm. Um, and then being a female teacher and also I find that parents whether they do it subconsciously or not will have less complaints about or be less likely to complain to mm. a male teacher than they will to a female teacher I don't yeah. know if there's still that like subconscious bias in your brain mm. where you're like I respect your authority of a man more and kids mm. tend to misbehave less yeah in a male's class than they do in a female's class like how many times generally speaking yeah. Gen- like, yeah yeah being super super general yeah I, I know. And I guess, I don't know. That's, it's a loaded question because yeah. like, mm. it depends in what realm you're talking. I think it's pros like, and cons in both to be honest. Yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say. Cause like, there's the aspect of like, I've heard issues with male teachers having like female students having that whole like, Oh, like I've got a crush on yeah. him. Like that would be really so awkward what do you yeah. do? awkward and difficult to deal with but then also on the flip side of that as a female teacher um like at both schools like schools at last year and school i'm currently at i've had issues of respect yep. not being given to me and no matter what i do what i say literally just because i'm female yeah. and i'm like what what do you do with that and culturally yeah. sometimes as well that will even come from the parents like yeah. i had a, i've yeah. had a parent say to me my son will not respect you because you're a win. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you're the parent. What are you going to do about it? Like, that's just yeah. that. Because it's that like, where do, you, where do you go with that? Like, the group yeah. of um, year nines that I had last year, it's a big group of boys in there who clearly did not respect me. And even when we got to the end of the year, I'd worked so hard with them. And I think 
there was like a tiny amount of respect from like one of them but the rest of them like pretty much they'd been the same all year they're yeah. just mm. like no well you're a woman like we don't respect i literally had a year 12 boy who i have never taught throw paper oh, i, I saw him story. do it i asked him to pick it up and he refused he said no i didn't, I didn't throw it. Do it and i'm like do you actually want me to get the security camera footage and he was like yes and i was like okay good luck with life kid and i picked up the the papers and then when a person from leadership walked past i said that one just did this and refuses to take ownership and it was literally just because i'm an unknown female it doesn't matter that i've yeah. i'm a teacher at the school and i've been there all year it doesn't matter that he did throw the paper and he should pick it it's up it's a bit like life really isn't i'm it? like that's stupid mm. it's just paper you throw it now pick it up it's like mm. this inherent thing where it's like well you're a woman so i don't take you as seriously as i yeah. take a man and that carries over into the classroom it's like mm. and if you said to the kid you're being sexist like mm. if you point at them like oh my god no i'm not like i like women blah blah blah. but it's the same yeah. it's mm. the same in society it's the same yeah i actually had a thought about kind of what eden was saying like it'd be awkward about if they have crushes in you and stuff mm. i think in terms of being a male teacher it not harder but it would be a lot more conscious about making sure that my door is always open. My mm. windows are always open. Where, like, if a kid comes in and says, I need to talk to you, like, my windows might still be open. You can see through my window. But, mm. you know, I wouldn't think twice about a kid shutting the door because they needed to speak to me because people can see through my window. They maybe can't hear what I'm saying, but they can see me. But if I was a male teacher, I might be like, mm, we need yeah. to leave the door open. So I feel like that would be... Yeah. Because we talked about it with the Chris Dawson thing. Like, it's that inherent thing where it's seen as being worse if it's a male teacher yeah. with, like, a female mm. student. Yeah. So I thought, but I do think that um, the, one of the guys that was talking about it, where I got this question from, was like, well, teaching is a female-dominated profession. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think it's like, I can't remember, it's like 75% of teachers are female, especially in like junior primary and stuff. I yeah. think maybe it's a little bit less in senior yeah, school Yeah, it's more stuff. even in It's a little bit school. more even. Mm. But they were like, oh, it's hard to be a man in a female-dominated profession. And it was really interesting because I was thinking like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then I was like, why? Is it because you're so used to everything being male-dominated that now there's something that's yeah. actually female-dominated that you feel finds that unfair and challenging? Like, you know, yeah, so I've thought about that. I was like, mm. and like, again, that would be like an unconscious thing that people, if you said that to them, they'd be like, no. But I was like, maybe you need to sit in that uncomfortableness and think about it. But then I also thought, when it gets to leadership, I reckon it's easier to be a male teacher. Yeah. Mm. That's the thing is like, you know, if a female teacher is assertive, she's a bitch. Yeah. I've been called exactly. a bitch so yeah. many times, it's not even funny. Oh, you're cold and unfeeling. Yeah, all that. <laughs> Whereas a male teacher, like, you just, that's fine. Yeah, you're an assertive yeah. person. Yeah. Mm. Yep, or they know what they want and they go after it. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, and people in leadership, there's a lot more men in leadership even as teachers mm. in the teaching profession than there are women. Yeah. But it's a female-dominated profession. So what does that tell you? Shouldn't it therefore be that there's mostly females in leadership? Mm. How does that happen? Mm. So mm. I think yeah. when it comes to that, people automatically see men as being like more leadership material yeah yeah even if maybe i'm more qualified but there's that subconscious bias of well he's a dude yeah mm. so oh yeah yeah so i thought that was an mm. interesting question mm. um <laughs> and then so we've only got two left to go what do i do with a student who refuses to work huh. follow procedures what yeah I say? <laughs> follow follow school procedure um yeah you try and work with them you try and appeal to their, do everything you know is yeah. in your job yeah. to help. You try you try your best to work with them, you know, dot point. If they're just outright refusing, if they're not hurting or disrupting anyone, so be it. You contact yeah. home. You I have can... one in year 11 that just refuses. Yeah, what it's been a term and I've not had a single piece of work for him i have contacted home multiple times yes, contacted the year level coordinator like they everyone knows um mm. and it's across multiple subjects it's not just my own if it was yes. just my own then, i like, would then yeah then. then i would really mm. like have to self-reflect and really think about it but mm. his question to me is why are we reading Macbeth? why can't i just do an assignment on breaking bad so <laughs> chalk and cheese um you know take from that what you will yeah i love it yeah um yeah i think i think the same like if you have done everything and maybe even beyond what is your actual job because we all do that let's be honest like mm-hmm. you always go above and beyond for your job if you're a good teacher you, do you know what i mean you will mm-hmm. 
if you can honestly sit back and self-reflect and say, I've done everything in my power to get this kid to do work. Mm-hmm. And also I have followed all of the procedure. I've made contact home, you know, whatever the procedure is, email, call, I do both, especially if it's like a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. If you can go, I've done everything I can possibly do. And this kid still is not doing the work. And especially if it's across the board, then you have to keep doing those things. Like keep offering them the chance to turn it around. Because, yeah. you know, like we all know that that sometimes just happens. Yeah. Like mm. randomly just one day, bam, kid switches on. You're like, oh, there you are. Hello. Yeah. Keep offering all of those things to them. Keep giving them a chance to do it. But if they're still not doing it, at some point you have to be like, this is a conscious choice that they're making. Yeah. This kid's 17. Mm. Like, yeah. he doesn't have to be at school. And this is what I mean, like, but mm. especially even like middle school can be really frustrating because you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to ruin your life, what are you going to do and say some stuff? But if you're doing everything you can, it the onus has to fall on the parents mm-hmm. and the kid. And then mm-hmm. it goes to leadership, like, okay, well, this kid's still not doing it, what are the parents doing? The kid's still, like, it, it's, you've you got to like, it's about accountability, mm-hmm. yeah. you got to handball it off. It, it's above me now, I keep doing my job, I keep offering them chances, and then what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't do. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about it from, like now teaching more middle school classes we actually have um like a mindfulness space in our middle school um and there's like quite a few kids that you can see when they're just like flat out refusing to do things that you know you kind of suggest them hey do you think it's maybe time for you to you know spend five minutes in the mindful mindfulness space and then they like chill in there and there's like games and things or they can just like, you know, just kind of fiddle with things. Um, and it just obviously gives them a chance to just kind of like reset. take a break, reset, and then obviously kind of get them to come back in. And it's like, okay, let's try this again. You know, that type of thing. But that's obviously different being like mm. middle school, mm. senior school kids, not so much. It's, just, it's mm. ironic to me that, especially like say there's something you don't have to be here you could get mm-hmm. a trade mm. you could get a job and they're mm-hmm. like well, i don't want to do that either and you're kind of like what do you i don't know what to do with you mm-hmm. it's yep. tricky and mm. it's, it's the most it's like so frustrating because literally our entire job is to get them through to get them mm. you know to get them to succeed you're like but honestly and his presence just changes the whole vibe of the classroom he wasn't there on the last day because it was a half day so why would he bother um so and it was like one of the best lessons even though like half the kids weren't there there. yeah he wasn't a distracting force he wasn't a negative force Mm. like where are we learning this this is so boring none of that shit none of that and I was actually able to get around and do some really productive work with the students that were just there. Just that one kid, yeah. And it just mm-hmm. takes that one kid. I'm like, the amount of energy. Like, to the point where when I see him walk into my classroom, I kind of have a bit of a... Kind of like, gotta, like, oh my God, great. Okay, cool. So I've got another lesson where things are going to get derailed or I've got another lesson. Are you arguing with, like, trying to justify quick math? Also, sometimes I feel well, like, it's yeah, a- I don't set all of this right. Yeah. Mm. But also, no, you are not going to get a, to write an assignment on Breaking Bad because how on earth is that going to ever happen in any subject ever? Yeah, yeah, mm. You dipshit. Yes. Um, and hopefully a, hopefully a positive question at the end. Someone put this on Reddit and they were a year 12 student. Oh. Context, they were like, a year 12 student, I'm looking at going to uni to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. And they were basically like, so I came onto this subreddit to ask people who are already teachers. Should I become a teacher? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, it was so funny because I actually like was at the shops last week and saw a student from my last school who's in year 12 and who has decided to become a teacher. It's always so interesting. And it was so, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Like, I see that for you. Like, I love that. I, you, you know, you're passionate you're driven like i think you'll yeah. you'll be young and innovative like i think that's what the profession needs i'm like that's amazing mm. like you you have the skills you've just got to like hone in and like figure out you know how you're going to approach approach teaching but you've mm. got you've got the skills inherently I think that's the answer to my question is you have to be really honest with yourself mm. about maybe why do you want to become a teacher? Because yeah. if it's for the money or for the praise or the rewards, you're going into then it for no. the wrong reason. Yeah, then <laughs> yeah. the answer is no. Mm. Because it can be frustrating and like anxiety driven. It's not much pay yeah. for the it's amount not of work that you pay do. And it's like you're overworked, more like you're always doing more than your document says that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's not all the holidays that you think. So mm-hmm. if you're going into mm. it for that, 
nope. If you're going into it because you're actually passionate about educating young people at whatever level you think about and helping them through and seeing them grow and change as individuals over the course of, you know, how long you have them for. Mm. Yeah. Mm. This was uh, <laughs> the answer I wrote. I love out. that you wrote it out in a paragraph because yeah. I'm looking at it. It's not no. dot points and stuff, it's a paragraph. No, well, because I have like several different thoughts, but I was like, if you can cope with repeating yourself and people still not listening, <laughs> teenage mood swings, cheekiness, tiredness, extra work, but also smiles, light bulb moments, thought provoking conversations, connections, and sharing of knowledge and experiences. Then you can be a TikTok. That's beautiful. I love that. Yes. That's everything that I thought. It's true it's though, because it's like there's so many things where it's like, oh, like there's so many times I come home and I say to my partner, like, this kid is so frustrating. And he literally says to me, he's like, you wanted to be a teacher? And I'm like, I know, but it's like these extra moments where you see a kid get it. Like, I got a, uh, like a kid recently doing German and he has been like not wanting to do it, so not liking it. And he got a, um, like, oh, I was about to say, like, IB, five. Um, so, like, a B-ish mm-hmm. um, kind of grade. And he was so happy. He's like, oh, my goodness. Like, I got this grade. I'm like, see, mate? Like, you put in the work. And it was like, I felt really proud. And I felt so happy writing that email home saying, yeah, like, yes. he did really well. Yep. And his mom was like, that's so great to hear. Like, it was just so nice because it's like, oh, you know, we're in term three. But, like, maybe... He, he, he'll be all right like yeah he'll get that type of thing well, so i have this little video for you guys at the end that i thought we could end on it's uh by that comedian jimmy Rees. he did that uh, whole thing like yes. oh COVID updates blah 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 yeah so i'm gonna try and get it to the end of the video I'm gonna, so i'm gonna unmute my phone and then i'm gonna turn it down so i can restart the video because it's hilarious i'm not gonna play the whole thing but it's called uh point of view you are a high school teacher all right you ready i'm gonna hope this works i might have to cut this out if it doesn't work here we go Why no taking selfies in class? Don't you dare take a selfie. TikTok dances are not allowed. A meeting about meetings. A meeting about putting more meetings on email, being sworn at. And while it feels like seven decades ago, hearing the phrase, pop you miss. Thanks, Chris Lilly. Refraining from swearing back. Moderate to high disdain for yard duty. Copious amounts of admin. Remove your AirPods. I can see them. Remove them. When you're a PE teacher and every time you say balls, like pick up the balls. All right, everyone, get a ball. All you hear is the teenage boys laughing. Going to the toilet throughout the day. Oh no, parent-teacher nights. Putting kids in detention and goes into lunchtime because you know they're missing out on their lunchtime, but it's actually worse because you're missing out on your own lunchtime. <laughs> Hearing the boys crack off farts every single lesson, holding in your own farts, but then you're thinking, oh, why don't I just let my fart? But if you did, then you. Oh no, don't go to the ad We don't want that. Anyway, he continues on. I thought it was very funny. Uh, but yes, if Accurate. you can put up with all of that, mm-hmm. maybe you could be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that? Is that? I think so. I think mm. we're done. I think yeah. we finally finished. And this went longer than the other half, which is what I was expecting. So, um, thanks to Eden for being part of our Ask Us Anything That's Q&A. Okay. Thanks for, for having me back. <laughs> Anytime. But uh, this has gone for quite some time, so... Class dismissed. Bye. Go have lunch. Bye.